Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnutings with you on a Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Walnut Wednesday. I am so excited because um, I have a friend of mine on the podcast, Rachel White. Yay! Yay, thanks for having me. Hi, Rachel, how are you? I am very well, thank you. Good. Um, So, Walnut, Rachel is a coach, a speaker, an author, and oh, she's got her own podcast as well, The Gentle Podcast. Um, Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and talk more about what what you what it is you do under all those labels? Yeah, definitely. So as a coach, I'm working with women who are really ready to step up and into the leaders that they are. And that can be leaders in their in their business, in their work life, in their family. And I think most importantly, leaders of themselves. So people, women mostly, that really want to focus on self-mastery, on making an impact, raising their income, raising their influence, and all the things that kind of come under that that leadership title. Um, And I love speaking about all those topics about leadership, business, feminine, masculine, um, I'm a yogi as well. I don't do a lot of yoga teaching at the moment, but I love all the yogic philosophy intertwining it in with all that. Um, and yeah, the gentle podcast is just all about c- coming into a place of thriving through through things that feel good instead of forcing your way through burnout and and trying to control. It's really I guess about trust and and bringing your trust into things that you want to trust in. So yeah, that's a bit of a bit of a snapshot about what I do. I have like one on one in coaching programs, and I'm just launching a mastermind, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a snapshot for what I do under those labels. Oh wow, I love that. And so, how did what were you doing before this all came into fruition? Do you want to tell us a little bit about? Um, how you got to where you are now? Yeah, so I used to work as a professional accountant. I worked there for seven and a half years, finishing up in October 2018. So about a year and a half ish ago now. Um, and I was, I was always, I've always loved business, and I've always seen how important business, and particularly small and macro micro businesses are for community, for family thriving and for everything. And that passion for business and also for guiding and teaching led me to being an accountant. When I was in high school, it was kind of like I had no idea what a what a life coach was, what a business coach or or what a spiritual entrepreneur or any of that was. So it was just like the logical step was be an accountant because they understand business and they can become business advisors and and help people and families do really well in their business. So yeah, so I I did that and then it was like in 2015 I really started to be guided on my spiritual path. I just 
it was kind of like a bit of a like one decision just led to the next and then it spiraled into like going from being interested in dealing with distractions at work led me to mindfulness led me to meditation Mm -hmm. led me to yoga which led me to this whole spiritual world and I really started to deep dive into so many concepts and and started practicing and um yeah all the things and that that led me to doing my yoga teacher training and then my life coach um certification and I just loved the work that I was doing in those roles and at the when I did them I was still working full-time as an accountant and I never thought that they would be like a full-time thing I always thought it's just this cool casual thing on the side but I really started to realize that the way that I was living my life working full-time in the organization that I was doing all the other things that I was doing it just wasn't it just didn't feel good and I it was so much force and so much effort to force myself to prove that I could be successful and I got to a point where I just had to let my idea of what success meant to me go and create a new one based on what felt really good and and really tapping into my intuition to know that like what I'm doing now is my mission in life, is what I'm meant to do. And I feel like I was always meant to be my own boss. I was always meant to set my own rules. And whenever I, when, when I was working full-time, the biggest thing was just being, I just felt so controlled and so restricted and, and I just hated that feeling. But what I do now feels so expansive because I can do what I'm guided to do without having to check with someone else or, or think about what, other people might think about it or anything like that Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here like nodding like yes yes I resonate so much with that like um I only recently just left um a kind of big company and was feeling all of those things um that you were sort of mentioning especially like my worthiness like um that success thing that you were you were saying like you always just keep striving and striving to be like the big you know the big honcho winners of the who always do the best and it makes you kind of feel like shit (laughs) you know and so yeah I just started a new a new job a lot closer to home and it's been really great while I still am working for somebody else it's a kind of easy peasy job where I leave everything at the door and I don't take it home with me so I've got more time to focus on you know this podcast and things like that so I yeah I really resonate with that part of your of your story it's delicious yeah and that that's amazing that you like i don't i don't think that we have to or anyone listening has to suddenly quit their job and then they're going to instantly start this amazing solo line business like there are <laughs> there are sometimes steps in between you need to take like when i left i was doing some casual work because like the thing is that when if we suddenly quit our job and then suddenly we need our business to make enough money to pay our rent, pay our food, pay out like whatever other living expenses we've grown accustomed to. If all that pressure is on like our sole business working, sometimes that is exactly what stops it from working. So if we can find, you know, like you said, like an easy role that like it's no stress, no pressure or a casual role or just something that helps just take the pressure off that is going to help things flow a lot more effortlessly yeah and I have I've noticed that so much more um in the past few weeks like I feel um lighter I'm like kind of shrugging my shoulders like I'm just not carrying a whole bunch of junk around and that was 
basically just came from a switch of um, career almost, I guess. So yeah, I totally resonate with that. I really love about you, you talk a lot about being in tune with your body and um, stepping into your power and how that will bring more clarity into your life. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about the body stuff? Yeah, so our body is, like it sounds cliche, but like our body is our temple. Our body is the home of our soul. And I think the coolest thing about our human body is that it's literally a conversion from stardust. So every everything in the world is energy and energy can never be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So when stardust came onto the earth, every, every single thing that is material, light and physical now formed from the energy of that stardust like our bodies are the most incredible thing and there's so many internal functions like just the way our body works is crazy to think about and the thing like what made me get really fascinated with the body to begin with was um like the idea around stress and burnout and our nervous system because when our nervous system is unbalanced when we feel stressed we're putting ourselves into this state where we're cutting off our access to our intuition where and like that creates so many flow on effects and then we're we're disrupting all this hormone production and we're really putting ourselves in this position where we it's practically impossible to actually live a life that feels really good when we're stressed every day. And I see so many people that are just so stressed out every day about their job, about just the way, the way that they're living their life, because it's not a way that feels good. And what I have, I used to think it was such a physical thing, but what I know to be true now is that the only reason we would ever feel burnout is when we're trying to take power from other things instead of internally sourcing our power because our internal source of power is infinite. Whereas when we try to take power, whether that's through, we're like trying to get external validation, we're trying to get praise from others, or we're trying to put other people down to take their power. When we do things like that, we are in this like constant state of, I'm running out of power, I need to go and take it and take it and take it that leads to burnout. Whereas when we grounded in our presence, when we're internally sourcing our power, then it's, it's infinite. We are infinite beings because we have a soul. We are a soul with this human body that we can channel things through. Wow. No, that was delicious. That's like, oh my gosh, I never heard it um, talked about in that kind of way before. That was amazing. I also heard you recently talking a little bit going off of this, like stepping into your own power thing. Um, You compared um, like the placebo effect with placing trust in yourself and how that's actually quite similar. Um, Obviously, well, not obviously uh, struggling with believing in yourself and finding that inner confidence and stuff like that is something I enjoy talking about all the time can you talk about the little um comparisons with placebo and trusting yourself a little bit more yeah definitely and this all comes back to the power of our mind Mm -hmm. and i think when we combine the power of our body mind and soul we're like 
just the most expansive limitless being. So with our mind, the placebo effect is well documented in scientific, spiritual, every kind of resource. Like no one can dispute that there is a a placebo effect. So in like a lot of medical trials, like I'm sure most people have heard of this, but in most medical trials, there'll be like a sugar pill and the actual pill. There'll be like test groups in different things and people that take the sugar pill will present all the symptoms of if they were actually on the actual medication and then people taking the medication will present no side effects or or no symptoms at all that's like uh generalized and neither group know if they're on the actual pill or on the the fake sugar pill so how can it be that someone simply eating sugar has all of the side effects that they were told would only happen if they were on the actual medication and it's all to do with the extreme limitless power of our mind because it's not to say that external things like medication or or food or energy or anything don't have an impact on our body and on our state of being they do but it's that our mind has the most powerful impact and what we place absolute trust in and what we accept as an absolute truth we will materialize and manifest in our life because our our brain always strives to prove us right so if we choose to accept a belief our mind will do every single thing it can to prove us right because like that's the purpose of the mind it wants to be right it wants to be proven right so if we choose to have a belief say that i'm always running late to things you will literally always be late to something if you keep affirming that to yourself your brain will make it true and it it will be like um like you'll always lose your keys and they'll be right where you've been looking for the last 10 minutes because your mind chose selective filtering to make sure you were late to whatever it was. And this can be true for much bigger things in our life. If we believe that we are unintelligent or if we believe that we'll never um, find a romantic partner that understands us or if we believe that we'll never make money doing something that we love, if we choose to believe these beliefs, then our mind will make sure that it's true. And that's the placebo effect. And the thing with the the sugar pill, the only reason that those um, like test or experiment patients would like lose their hair or, or get really sick or have any side effect that the medication should have given them when they weren't even on it is because like a doctor or someone told them that this will be the side effects and they placed it 100 trust in that external authority and this is so true like if a doctor tells you that you have a month to live and you accept that as fact there are so many cases where it proves that they live exactly one month time and we put so much we put so much trust in these external authority figures whether it's doctors our teachers our like whoever whoever we see as a a powerful being with a lot of knowledge and authority over us and it's not that any of those people don't have wisdom and knowledge and things to share it's that when we externalize our power 
we're taking their truth to be true without questioning if it's actually a truth that we want to believe about our life. If mm-hmm. we go to some business seminar and some business, someone we label as a business expert tells us that the only way to succeed in business is to say, post on Instagram every day. If we believe that as a fact, then it's true. But if we actually tune into what we want to believe, then we can adjust our truths of life and create the placebo from from our own mind. Does that oh, all make sense? Yeah, I love that because I've never I've never ever thought about it that way before. Because yeah, you're right. It's like when you're feeling a little bit. I say when you're when I'm feeling a little bit stuck or like I need a little bit of direction, I heavily turn into like pulling a card or getting a reading done or whatever. But when I'm feeling good, I don't even think about going anywhere else. I just feel good within myself. So I really like that how you go externally when you feel like you need something. I mean, obviously going to the doctor when you're sick and things like that. But um yeah, does that make sense what I'm trying to say as well? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we can use external things as support. It's mm-hmm. when we're placing all of like it's when we want an exact answer from them and we're not checking in if it actually feels good for us. That's when it creates problems for us. Yes, definitely. And what would you say um do you have any like tips that you use to kind of placebo yourself into trusting and believing in your own intuition and your temple? I do like a daily meditation where I just um, like just check in with myself. If there, is there anything my intuition wants me to know today? And then every month, I I normally do this like with the new moon. I'll set like my goals for the month. I kind of have like this whole new moon ritual. And part of it is Uh I write down like my rules of life or the the things that I want to believe, which are basically positive affirmations that I want to be the rules of my life for that month. And so um, one of the ones I'm using at the moment is like the more I rest and play, the more money I make. And that's, that's a rule of life that I want to have. So that will be like my positive affirmation. And just a little tip for anyone that's just starting out with positive affirmations is sometimes if, if we're not, if we're just starting to train our brain, sometimes our mind will immediately dispute it. So like if I said like the more rest and play that I have, the more money I make and then my mind could go, uh, um, that's actually not true because you didn't make that much money last week and all you did was rest and blah, blah, blah. Like the mind can kind of like re- um, rebut like, and debate us against these new affirmations that we're creating. So a way to retrain the brain when you're first starting to use affirmations is to um, reframe it as a question. So, um, like, so the, the question for that particular affirmation would be something like, um, like where is the evidence that the more rest and play I have, the more money I make? Because whenever we phrase something as a question, the mind immediately goes into problem solving solution, searching for an answer mode. So there's actually no space to debate because we're asking a question so the mind has to find an answer and the mind will search for proof and it'll be like yeah that that's true because last week you sat on the couch all day and you still made 
this much of a sale like that's true so when the mind finds proof then it brings evidence behind that affirmation and when you say it next time the mind already knows that you've proven it so it won't dispute it Mm, I love that we call it um bully demon (laughs) because we've talked about affirmations quite a lot and how having that little thought like "Mm, no you don't (laughs) um how that comes up all the time so I really love reframing it as a question that's an awesome tip um do you um is it just the new moon that you have your little ritual or do you um do you prefer in the morning or in the evening to um do yeah so I kind of at the moment so I have like so the new moon is like the energy for it's when you can't see the moon in the sky and it's the still energy for deep clarity so that's when I set my goals set my monthly affirmations do like a quantum leap meditation that's like I do this really like in-depth ceremony ritual but then I have like weekly like intuitive meetings like I call it like intuitive business meetings just with myself (laughs) and like and my intuition and then I'll have like a full moon release ceremony so I kind of do things throughout the month with the new moon and full moon I more do them at night because it's like this like really like beautiful setup but with my like weekly meetings I more meditate in the morning so I even do like a little daily check-in as well and I think it's the daily practices the like the daily, like connecting to your intuition, repeating your affirmations. It's all the thing, little things you do consistently that will end up compounding and, and creating those big quantum leaps and those big changes in our life. Yeah, I really have um, noticed, I started doing affirmations at sort of like the end of 2019. So a while now. Um, and when I when they first started, I, I kind of always had that little bully demon voice in my head like, mm, no, you freaking don't, Liz, you're embarrassing me, stop. Um, but I just kept doing them every morning. So mine would just be when my alarm goes off and I wake up, I just repeat a few things in my head. And that kind of set me up for the day. And I'd forget about them halfway through the day or whatever. But every morning consistently that's really helped me and I um, started to like make a screensaver on my phone so when my alarm goes off in the morning and I have to go to work that's the first like those affirmations or I am statements pop up on my phone they're the first thing that I see aside from hitting snooze on the alarm (laughs) Um, yeah that's what I've found really helped me as well yeah definitely anything you can do to prompt yourself in saying them as much as possible is amazing yeah um I have another question for you Rachel um with if there was a walnut listening who um like for example for me I am am really good at I'm a 5-1 in human design so I'm like the savior always have this innate need to just like try and help people wherever I can and especially with things like doing Reiki healings and stuff I'm really good at giving to other people but when it comes to turning it back onto myself um, I really struggle with it do you have any advice for people who struggle to self-nurture so we so some there's a lot of people who think that giving is a lot more like noble loving and Mm -hmm. amazing than receiving but when we look at giving and receiving, like there cannot be givers if there are not receivers. So it ha- always has to be in equal measure. And that's just simple maths. Like the, yeah. for every giver, there's a receiver. 
So when when we're only giving and not allowing ourselves to receive, that's the standard that we're setting for receiving every single thing in our life. If we don't if we don't allow ourselves to receive um, like love and support and help from others we're blocking our receiving for money abundance we're blocking our receiving for for pleasure for play for for joy so the first thing i would say is to look at the standard of receiving that you want to set for your entire life and let that be an expression in all areas of receiving and also acknowledging that like think about how good you feel when you give to others and when you receive, you're enabling other people to feel that good as well. Like it feels good to give. And if we allow ourselves to feel equally as good when we receive, then we're like completing that equation, bringing that polarity as this whole beautiful dance and cycle. And some tips for anyone that um, has maybe struggled with receiving, I would say begin with just identifying the areas of your life that you struggle to receive in because I'm sure there are some that like you might you might love receiving acts of service but whenever someone tries to give you a compliment or a gift you're like um no go away so just like identify the areas that that you're a little uncomfortable receiving in and maybe question where that is actually coming from maybe it's this childhood wound that um like your parents didn't have money growing up so they never gave you a gift so you just never learned how to grace graciously receive a gift so now you feel really uncomfortable and awkward about it and so maybe it's like reframing the the trigger for you as as to why it feels so uncomfortable for you to receive in a certain area and then like start giving to yourself whether that's like giving yourself buying yourself gifts giving yourself pleasure play um like self-love whatever it is give to yourself and then that might that will help open your channels to receiving from yourself and then it will be it will become more effortless to receive from others if you really engage in the process and and really allow yourself to receive I love that and it's like it could feel really really strange at first to for example, buy yourself a gift and you'll be like, what the hell, why am I buying myself a gift? But it's kind of like what what you said before about like the new moon when you can't actually see the moon, but you know it's there and it's bubbling and brewing all the things, like the affirmations too, right? Like once you start doing something, even though it feels strange, it won't feel strange later on and then you're nice and open to receive all the yummy goodness from the external things rather than striving for them. Definitely. And like, uh, so the other day I went out and bought myself a bunch of flowers and I wrote myself like this love letter. And it was just such this beautiful moment because I was thinking back to like, uh, like while I was still working. So about two years ago, how it was like, um, I would reward myself when I achieved a goal. It was like when I got an award, I would take myself out for dinner. Or when I achieve this goal, then I would do this. And I kind of now I'm at a point where I think um, I don't have to wait to celebrate myself. I don't have to wait to be kind to myself. I don't have to wait to achieve or do anything to gift myself anything. Like I am worthy of my own love in every single moment. And I'm worth, like 
it's okay. Like, I think get a bit obsessed with yourself. Like you're the only person that is really ever going to know yourself at a deep, true level. And it's okay to be obsessed with yourself. It's okay to love with yourself. And sometimes we feel like triggered and wounded in this area because, you know, in high school, the girl, like people would gossip and be like, oh, she's so full of herself. Or like we would put people down who were really confident or or people who showed that they loved and appreciated themselves. So just check in if you have any of those wounds and know that like you're so worthy of loving yourself right now, exactly as you are. You can celebrate yourself in every single moment and being loving and kind to yourself is not something you have to earn. It's a right. It's a, it's something you have the right to do every single day. Yes. Oh my God. I'm just sitting here like nodding like, yes, 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 yes. I love that so much. That is so yummy to hear. Like, I mean, no matter how many times someone does say it to you, it just still feels like nice to hear you are worthy. Like, um, and I had similar to you, Rachel, I had a moment the other day um, of worthiness as well. Where I've, I had this crystal drink bottle that I won. So like it's rightfully mine. I won it off the internet and it's this beautiful rose quartz crystal water bottle. And it's been sitting in its box for over a year because I never felt worthy enough to drink from it. I thought I needed to, I could only open it for something special or a celebration or when I'd achieved whatever the hell I thought I needed to achieve to drink out of this bloody drink bottle and I had that moment like actually Les you're worth drinking out of a crystal drink bottle like why the hell not sort of thing so yeah it's it's funny how we put these little stories in our own heads or wherever they come from yes I love that so much and it's so common that we like hoard the nice things or the good things Mm. but like use from now like have the experience now there's no point in putting it off because if you don't feel worthy for it now it you're not going to feel worthy for it when you achieve something choosing to believe you're worthy is trusting that you are it's it's a choice yeah and back to that like placebo thing isn't it as well definitely yeah um, just before um, we wrap up, my lovely, I just um, thought I would check with you. Can you please let the walnuts know where to find you? I'll obviously put it in the notes as well. And if you've got any other like final Rachel White tidbits that you want to share? Yeah, well, everyone can find me at by Rachel White on all social media. ByRachelWhite.com is my website as well. So you can find me there. I have a free Facebook group and I have some freebies on my website um, but you'll find everything everything there and I guess the final thing I want to say is like just to reaffirm that you are so worthy you're worthy of receiving your own love you're worthy of being obsessed with yourself you're worthy of living a life that actually feels good and your life will start feeling good when you decide that you are worthy yes I love delish. Oh, I've got like warm feelings all over my body. That's so nice. Thank you so much. (laughs) My final question is, what does being a walnut mean to you? Yeah, such an interesting question. So when you, when I saw you first start posting about like walnut, I was like, what what does that even mean? (laughs) But then I started like (laughs) following all your stuff and everything. And I think being a walnut just I think it just means embracing who you really are and 
because who you are is perfect for the life that is going to feel really good for you. So coming home to yourself. I love that. I actually like have the biggest little grid and a little tear in my eye. That's a really lovely explanation of being a walnut. Thank you. Thank you so much, Walnut, for listening and for being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, please um, make sure you tag um, me at Walnut Wednesday and tag Rachel at by Rachel White so we know that you were there and um, can thank you as well. And Rachel, thank you so much for being on my little podcast. I really appreciate your time and all your delicious, yummy knowledge. Um, it's been a really awesome chat. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you.